the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Hebrews chapter 11 lists a number of people of faith. In this recording, we look at Abraham. The main reading is Genesis chapter 12. So we're looking at faith, the chapter of faith, and stirring our hearts because obviously he defines faith. Of course, we give our definition of faith. Faith is the assurance, foundation, the confidence, the title deed, the undertaking of things confidently expected, hoped for, the evidence, the certification, the confidence, the conviction, the proof of things not yet seen. And of course, uh, that's that can be you know we can have a definition, but we need to see it. Practically, wouldn't it? Because Christianity is ultimately practical. It's not a, not a religion that we can say, oh, well, that's what I believe. If it doesn't affect us, it isn't the faith of the God gives and, and, and God looks for. And of course, thankfully, he gives us great examples in this hall of faith of how it produces, what it, how it changes people, what it produced in their lives. And we've looked at a few, and we're up to Abraham now. And uh, verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home uh, in the promised land, or, uh, like a stranger, like an alien in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac, Jacob, who were heirs of him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with the foundations, with architect and builder, is God. And we've already looked at um, faith changes the way we see and what we are seeing and what we are looking for and also changes how we hear uh, because now we're beginning to be attentive to what the Lord said. We've already Noah last week and, and uh, Enoch and we walk with God and Abel, Abel listened to the, what the Lord wanted and how, how sacrificial system Cain thought I don't, uh, I don't get it. what have I got left over I, I don't need to, I can do it my way Abel listened to the Lord. And uh, so the first thing we notice is Abraham heard, was attentive to the voice of the Lord. I've just thrown this in, uh, this, this verse, because I like this verse, um, a great story of Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 3, 8 to 10. The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling, as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. I love that. Um, not necessarily recognizing the voice of the Lord initially. He was in the right place, wasn't he? It's serving in the temple. Not, and remember, the temple wasn't where it should have been. Because remember, Eli's sons are desecrated and goodness knows what was going on. But thankfully, that, it, that, that had not impinged on uh, Samuel. That hadn't changed uh, and infected him because he was still <coughs> listening to the Lord. He said, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And of course, he had the word of the Lord. Um, and thankfully, again, the Lord isn't, um, he's someone who persists, isn't he? Good job. Because some of us need a bit, a bit of a, we're going to be persevering with some of us, isn't it? And this word here, the Lord, the Lord called Abraham, again, that tense, when you look at the tense, means it was a continual thing. Um, so whether Abraham uh, didn't 
listened the first time or he didn't know Either way, the Lord has persisted, and we see that, don't we? When we looked at the Laodicean church, I stand at the door and knock. It wasn't a fleeting knock, was it? The Lord took his stand, and he was the, the, the idea then he's continually knocking. Come on, I'm knocking at the door. Listen, listen, listen. So uh, listening to the Lord is so vital, and faith changes how we listen. And uh, of course, last week we talked about uh, how we hear, be careful how we hear, be careful who we listen to, how we listen. Um, and of course, all those things with the soul parable, especially, of course, sometimes we, we listen uh, <coughs> sentimentally. And uh, of course, we can be sentimental because, again, we love to hear certain things. We can become hard. Of course, ultimately, we don't want to hear what God's going to say. It's disobedient. We'll look at here in a minute. Sometimes God asks us to do things. We think, what, Lord, are you sure? Because some, so depending on what kind of personality is, some of us like everything if you've been with some of those people who um, you work with them or you've been on holidays with them they've got everything planned haven't they? bang 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 this is what we do um, I like a plan but it's a little bit you know a little bit yeah but and, and of course if we like that with the law we're in trouble because that's not faith is it faith is believing what God said trusting God even Abraham not knowing where he was going shallowness forgetfulness dear me aren't we forgetful what God has done in the past that's what we need to remind ourselves the Bible's continually say remember the psalmist said I remember what you've done remember what you've done so it, it, it gives me faith for today and for what you're going to do so uh, first thing is receptive faith causes us to be receptive to the voice of God and then I think of course we have that statement here I am we talked about that before here I am Lord I'm very available I know where I am I know who you are and I'm listening to your, your voice and then we come to this word called it's a beautiful word isn't it the Lord calls us the Lord is inviting us the Lord is summing us and when he calls us our call becomes our calling bless the Lord and uh, let's just have a uh, just delve into that call of God that God invites us what does he do first of all um, one, only one verse here, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. There we are. What's he called us into? Fellowship with his son. Isn't that amazing? Religion's gone, relationship. Called into union, communion, partnership. That, that, um, that picture of... of uh, uh, being in the same boat and rowing the same way, rowing, we're with the Lord, we're in partnership with him, we're in union with him. That, that itself is that he would call us to be in communion with him. Amazing. Um, of course, it didn't just, it just that is it, call. we looked at a few uh, of the calls, uh, the invites on Sunday, the Lord invites us, come, 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 he says. Number one, the Lord says, this is not a, um, this is a high calling. This is a high calling. This is a call, an up, upward calling. We're looking up, a high calling. Uh, Philippians 3, 14 to 20. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that to God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have, just as you have us 
as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our sonship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. She said, my upward calling, we'll see our heavenward calling as well, but our upward calling, you see, this is, again, we must never forget, this is supernatural. This is a different dimension. We're not of this world. That The call is, comes from God Almighty. That, again, just makes us sit and in awe and wonder. That's why Paul could say, that which I thought was important, I now think is absolute rubbish. Because of my call, that God has called me. Remember, God Almighty has called us. He's calling Abraham. So it's a high calling. Bless the Lord. And Paul is just sometimes sits in wonder that we are not a part of... We, we not, this is now a world, is it? No, no, no. We're a different kingdom. We are living for a different kingdom. We are serving a different kingdom. It says serving a different Lord. It says a high calling. We are sons and daughters of the living God. More than that, it's a holy calling. It's a holy calling. Not just called to him, but called to be somebody different. Holy calling. 2 Timothy 1. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the Gospel. So again, a holy calling, sacred, Philippians says, he's called us to be holy, sanctified, like him. That's why Paul says a number of times in his epistles, walk worthy of what you're calling see when we remember who we are in him that again changes our perspective see i'm not living for myself i'm not living uh, you know i'm living for him and whatever i do reflects on him why because he's father and i'm his son and uh, we used to say didn't we when uh, when we uh, when we were kids and i say to the kids now what's who's your father who's your father because you get a you get a good you know, glimpse of who, who, who they're going to be and uh, then uh, of course then they'd say right I'll see a father about you and that was in those days wasn't it certainly in my day no don't go and say it to dad <laughs> I'm fine no no no, no, no. and if, if you had a phone call from work and your dad found out uh, and see, so we, we see why because it reflects on the, on the father doesn't it and, uh, and so holy calling walk worthy of your calling why because we are called a holy calling a sick why holy means to be to him, separated from that which is evil, sinful, wrong, and separated to him. That's our calling. That's who we are. It's a high calling it's out of this world. It's a calling to fellowship, and it's a high calling, but it's more than that. Of course, the perspective, our perspective is changing now because it's a heavenly calling. Bless the Lord. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus the apostle and high priest whom we confess. So it's a heavenly calling. 
and uh, we'll just come into that at the end there because we are just passing through and of course there's the last calling isn't it which a home calling bless the Lord uh, which many we've seen have gone but I'm not that calling yet but we only, some of us only know when we get there without our home calling. But that's our last calling, our home calling. So the call of God. And the call of God came to Abraham. And um, an amazing call. Now, he, he was dwelling in a place called Ur of the Chaldeans. And, and uh, history tells us, archaeologists tells us, that this was a wealthy city. This was an a, a amazing city where, you know, the mod cons of the day, and even today, were there. It was comfortable, it was wealthy, he was settled, he was 75. Of course, you've got to give different for age, you're not 75, and I was 75 years, but he was middle age. And, you know, when you're middle age, there's something you, you just, you want things just to settle down then, don't you? Yeah, you've done all your moving, and you've done, you, you, when you, you get your middle age, you're not moving anymore. You're maybe downsizing, but you're not upsizing. You're not thinking about going, you're not thinking about going to, to uh, anywhere else. To, you're just settling down. But here's the call of the Lord. Here's the call of the Lord. Um, not just any call, not any call. Um, we just read the call of God, and then we're just going to read it in uh, how, how Stephen sees it. Um, and he adds a little bit of extra so we can understand it a little bit better. Acts 7, 2 to 5. To this he replied, Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Leave your country and our people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. So he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After the death of his father, God sent him on, sent him, sorry, sent him to his land where you were now living. He gave him to no inheritance there, not even enough mm. ground to set his foot on. But God promised him that he and his descendants after him would possess the land, even <coughs> though at that time Abraham had no child. Amazing. I mean, he's settled, he's comfortable, but he's idolatrous, isn't it? Can't live there. That's not the place to be where if you want to serve the Lord. He says, right, it's time to go. Go? Yeah, go. And leave, leave, leave everybody, leave all your relatives, all the friends you have behind, and go. His father goes with him, and they end up halfway, don't they? Mm. Haran. And of course, that word, we looked at it before, we looked at the surrender of the Lord, means parched, uh, thirsty, dry. Because, you see, you can't go halfway with the Lord, can you? You've got to go all the way to the Lord. And of course, he was halfway there. And uh, he, he settled there by the sound of things. And then uh, the Lord said, no, it's time to come on. It's not what I've called, this is not what I've called you to. Uh, where have you called me? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, but you've got to go. Isn't it? Um, not knowing where he was going. That is faith. Some would say risk, reckless, but not in faith terms. Because why? Because faith means listening to the Lord, going, obedience, uh, not having all mapped up. The Bible says this is the way walking it day at a time, one day at a time, trusting him, following him. And uh, you know what? Sometimes if, if, if we knew the end result, we wouldn't start, would we? People say, oh, I want to know my future. No, you don't. No, you certainly don't. <laughs> one day at a time, we used to say that song, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, walking, faith with him. No, because the destination, if you were told Abraham, uh, one day you can have a son and I'm going to ask you to sacrifice him, he would have thought, mm, I don't know about that, forget that. That sounds too far ahead. Because the Lord takes us on a journey, uh, one day at a time, not knowing where, but faith is uh, trusting him. 
Of course, we have a lovely picture, don't we? Faith, absolute trust, obedience in his word. And of course, we have repentance. Why? Because he changes direction as well. He's going from selfishness to godness, going into a land where God is bringing him. Um, and of course, we have that sevenfold blessing. But the blessing is depending on his obedience, isn't it? He'd stayed there. The blessing would never have happened. But because he listened by faith and uh, he went. And of course, what is it the same, same with us, isn't it? It's dying to where, who we are, what we are, where we are, and going with the Lord. Um, Luke 14, we have 25 to 27, then verse 33. And there went the great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. So again, a picture. There's our shadow. Abraham, picture. There's the reality. <coughs> Giving up everything. Leaving it all behind. Um, loving God before anybody, anything, any pleasure. God is first. The kingdom of God is first. And of course, there he says, if anyone kind of forsake everything, and of course, the word means to arrange uh, in, in, in order, isn't it? To actually put things away from us. It doesn't become part of us. And uh, that's quite easy because the things we have become part of us, doesn't they? And uh, we can't, <laughs> but we separate them. We position them in order. They're not important. They're not going to last. They're not coming with us. Position them in order. Forsaking. And, and so we see in Abraham, comfortable, ease. No, time to move. Why? Lord, where are we going? You just walk. You go. You go. Oh, we get to Haran. This, this is all right. We're, we're okay. But, you know, it's something inside him. They were still parched. He was still thirsty. You haven't got there, Abraham. It's time to go. And uh, it, it took the death of his father. Sometimes it takes things to die, you know, in our lives, from us, in us, uh, around us sometimes, for us, to, again, to have that call. Remember, the call was a continuous call. And the Lord didn't just say, no, the Lord's continually calling, calling drawing us because uh, we're on a journey with him on a journey with him so his he, he's, he's faith his repentance is dying going and uh, absolutely by faith isn't we walk by faith not by sight and by faith he said he made his home in the promised land listen to now like a stranger like an alien remember now in in early calories he probably had a lovely mansion Ease, comfort. As soon as he left the early colleagues, the Bible says he never had a house again. He lived, now he, he was wealthy, the Lord blessed him, but he never, he never settled down. He never had a house, he lived in tents, he was a Bedouin or whatever, a, a traveller, not traveller, <laughs> well he was travelling through pilgrim. That's all he lived in for the rest of it. And it, interesting what he, we just said, the Lord promised him the land, but he never, never had it personally. Um, and uh, so we see that that picture of faith, picture of faith, it tells us that we are pilgrims passing through. 1 Peter 1, verse 13 to 17. Wherefore, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former less in your ignorance, 
that as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Live life as sojourners, strangers, passing through. Of course, the less we have, the less that we will hold on to, and the less we will understand that we are passing through. The more we have, the more we are settled, the more we think we're going to be here forever, and the more we forget that idea that we're just passing through. We know we're passing through, you know, we understand that, but we don't necessarily live like that. Because again, belief, behavior, that's why faith says, no, no, wait, hold lightly, Dave, because why you're passing through. Live as strangers here. Why? Because we know. You know, you look in the mirror today and you think, oh, that's years ago. I was thinking about somebody today, thinking, that's 20 odd years ago. Dear me, that's 30 years ago. I'm thinking, dear me. And then you think, well, where are they gone? No, they're probably, they're probably gone, gone, haven't they? Some of them, I think they were, they were all then, 30 years ago. And, and so we're passing through. And that's why he said, now, faith did that to him. He, he, that we knew the land was going to be his, but he wasn't going to plant himself down. Why? Because it was for uh, his forebears to come after him. Uh, the, the, the Israel after him. Stranger in a foreign land. He lived in tents. As did Isaac and Mary, because why? Because at the same promise, he was looking ahead, wasn't he? His, his, his promise was here, but his vision, his focus was there. His rest was in the Lord, not in here, not in what he had. It was in him. And it, there, was a, there was a rest, but there was a restlessness. See, there's a contentment, but there's a, there's a, a dissatisfaction within, isn't it? What we used to say, satisfied with a dissatisfaction. Um, when we're satisfied with the Lord, but there's something more we need, something more we want of the Lord. We want to know Him more. We are at rest in Him, but there's a restlessness because we know this is not our home. This is not our home. Um, 1 Peter 2, 9 to 12. But you are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. You were chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. At one time, you were not a people. But now you are God's people. In the past you have never received mercy, but now you have received, received God's mercy. Dear friends, you are like foreigners and strangers in this world. I beg you to avoid the evil things your bodies want to do that fight against your soul. People who do not believe are living all around you and might say that you are doing wrong. Live such good lives that they will see the good things you do and will give glory to God on the day when Christ comes again. See, our calling has taken us out of this world. Uh, Galatians says he's, he's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. no, he said that 1 Peter 2, out of the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Um, Galatians said he's rescued us from this dark, corrupt world. Peter said, rescue, free yourself from this corrupt generation. See, this world is decaying and dying and it's of the enemy. And we are not of the enemy. We are of the Lord. Natural to supernatural. We've been called out. So when, that's how we live like that. So we live like that. So we hold lightly. And that's a great challenge, isn't it? Because uh, the older we get, the more sense we have a bit more, uh, a bit more uh, to throw around money. And we've got to be careful there, haven't we? Um, I was just reading about Wilberforce, talking to the kids on, on, uh, in school. And uh, when the Lord changed him and saved him, um, he was a wealthy man, Wilberforce, didn't he? 
he wasn't nobody. He was nobility. That's why MPs then. He couldn't be an MP. You couldn't be. I couldn't be MP. You had to. You had to have money. And he was an MP and he was wealthy. But you know, he, when the Lord touched him, he gave twenty five percent of all his money away. Bless the Lord. That takes a doing. Um, especially got people say, oh, well, he had a lot of money. Let me tell you, it didn't that as easy, is it? Because the more money you've got, the more money you tend to. Uh, you talk to the people who've got money, they, yeah. it can be quite tight. Yeah. Yeah. I remember t listening to, I don't know if it was Paul Mercy saying, he knew a guy who was a, um, a, mi a millionaire and he used to get his tea bags and put them on the, on the line to dry them out and reuse them. <sighs> I suppose that's why he was a millionaire. I don't know how true that was, but perhaps it was just a metaphor. He was tight, you know. And uh, <laughs> um, but, so, but you see, it, why? Because he's holding lightly to this world. We are not of this world. We just read our citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven our our commonwealth our passport is stamped not in this world but in heaven and that and again abraham knew that he was called and although he, he was by faith he didn't set down here he didn't set there. why because he just said his sight had changed he was looking for that eternal home that that city that's foundation and builder and architect is god isn't that amazing? Um, he's looking ahead. Faith does that. It changes our thinking, our, our, our hearing, our sight, our behavior, our, our, our hoard, what we, what we uh, invest in. And uh, our eyesight is, again, on eternity. Our perspective has changed. Our perspective has changed. Uh, Colossians 3, 1 to 4. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So again, all the epistles are saying, look, because you're, you're, not, you're not in this world anymore. You're, you're a son and daughter of them. Live differently. Walk worthily. And again, perhaps we have not taught that as much as we should. So we have Christians who believe, but nothing's changed. They think they can still carry on living as, as we, we... We can't, can we? Because we're different. We're being called by a, a God who's just looked at our calling, what our calling is. And he says, set your mind on things above. Why? Because that's where you're going. Don't set your things here, which are passing, are temporal, and are, are, are going away. 2 Corinthians 4. We know these verses. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And, and again, that, again, that gives us perspective in our difficulties, isn't it? Mm. In the problems we have. Mm. Um, and that's why, when we realise we're passing through, if, we, if, if we, everything's going well, we bless the Lord. If everything's going difficult, well, it's only temporal. Mm. Only momentary. Just passing through. In a thousand years' time, in eternity, you look back and think, why did I mourn and groan about that? Why did I mourn? I could see, Lord, you were doing the work there. And instead of uh, realizing, instead of responding, I kicked against it. I reacted against it. And uh, it took you longer to do a work in my life than it should have. And um, we'll all be like, I'm sure that the things in the, the, the Lord 
could have done quicker if we, again, by faith had listened, seen differently, heard differently. So we are passing through. That's our perspective. He's refocusing. So um, uh, faith in Abraham, this beginning, he's, he's receptive. He regarded God's word. Risk? Reckless? No, no, no. Faith. It seems a risk. And, and, and from our perspective, that's a risk. And God may ask us to do things. Oh, Lord, I'm not sure about that. If it's the Lord prompting and speaking, let him. You got, now, he may have to be like, call and call and call. It might be a continual thing. But listen to him. Listen. Because, you know, if it's, it's coming from you, then everywhere the Lord's speaking to us. But we find our rest in him. But remember, we don't settle here. We are resting in him. And our restlessness, why? Because our citizenship, our commonwealth, our, our passport is not here, it is in heaven. And we refocus, we're looking for that eternal city, why? Because we know that's where we are going, that's where we're going. Faith does that. And we have these verses to make our calling and election sure, absolutely so important. 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 10. Making one's calling and election sure. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them that you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly love, kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is short-sighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fail. Very clear, isn't it? Our diligence, our earnestness, our focus is to know him more and to grow in him more. Why? Because of the call of God, which has become our calling. He's elected us, he's chosen us, he's called us. And we're committed to that, to make it sure and certain. Um, and that's why we never settle down. That's why we're looking for eternal city. Faith, as we said, Abraham here, is not always comfortable. It's not always easy. It is simple, but it's not always easy. Big difference there, isn't it? It's simple because the Lord tells us and we've got to do as he says. We've got to obey him. That's simple. But it isn't easy because sometimes he asks us to do things, not knowing where we're going. And I don't know what um, Abraham's personality was like. Maybe he was one of those people who loved and that. So that's a real test of faith, isn't it? A real changing. And of course, he does that particularly to, to, to change us, to move like He was fully convinced. Faith is not always comfortable, but it's always fully convinced that we're doing what God says. And God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Not just fully convinced, he was fully committed. Remember, he left everything behind. Never went back there again and uh, settled in the land, worshipped in the land, and um, 
uh, even uh, right because remember he said leave your family and that took stages didn't it because he went with his father he went with his nephew and then his father went with him nephew and they were hangers on maybe <laughs> but um, his father died and then he came uh, to that place where he had to be separated from Lot and uh, there was a great surrender in his life because remember he was the one who could have said look I'm going there, you're going that way. And that was being right, because he was a senior. He was the uncle. See, but he surrendered that seniority. He surrendered his security into the hands of the Lord. So there was a process, and where God taking him to that place where he was now, on his own, with the Lord. And of course, as we said, it's a continual process. Faith grows and grows and grows. As we listen, as we, as we obey, as we hear, see, and do as he says. So faith tonight. Uh, when we look at Abraham, thankfully... When we talk about faith, it can be sometimes vague, and it's people say, oh, "I got faith." Well, what does that mean? Well, thankfully, we got example. This is what it meant to them. Faith meant to Abraham, right? Abraham, you you trust in me. Use the blessing of God. Use relationship with me now. Get out. Come on, come, come. Mm-hmm. Faith is moving. It's depending, repenting as well. It's changing our direction and uh, not settling here. Why? Because this is not our home. Um, our home is heaven. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.